Welcome to Get Your Fix, a podcast bringing you insights and expertise in facilities management, brought to you by Vixo, changing the way the world sees facilities management. Well, welcome to Get Your Fix, a podcast from Vixo. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And today we're talking refrigerator maintenance and some of the challenges that facilities managers have today. And joining me for this podcast is Brian Hartnett. He is the SVP of Service Center Operations. Brian, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we also have Nick Crush. He's the Director of Client Relations at Vixo. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, uh, just kind of wide open question here just to get us kicked off. What are some of the common challenges that you're seeing facilities managers face when it comes to refrigeration these days? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges really is being able to find qualified technicians that are able to work on complicated refrigeration systems. It's been more and more of a challenge over the past, uh, let's say, five to 10 years as the technician pool has started to retire and uh, less and less people have come on into the trade. So we've you know, obviously seen a lot of consolidation between companies and, and the ability to you know, find the right person to work on your equipment can be a little difficult nowadays. And I think consolidation is a big challenge. We're seeing a push across the country where some service providers are growing by acquiring regional players. So we're also seeing that that consolidation is really tying up resources and limiting options. So as you're facing challenges in certain locations, you may not have options for a new approach with a new partner. So guys, as you mentioned, consolidation and some of the other challenges, just as far as the skills gap and things along those lines, how has COVID-19 had an impact on these challenges as well? Has that kind of added an extra layer of complexity to what facilities managers are right now? Yeah, I think that, you know, everybody has their challenges right now with COVID. And, you know, as we, as we go through and, manage and work store relationships with our service providers you know we have to make sure that you know our service providers first of all they all had a downturn because of covid so they all lost they all lost a good amount of business perhaps during the downturn so a lot of them may have laid off technicians so their challenges are that they may have rehired but they may not have rehired even their own technicians uh, from the pre-covid time so now they have to learn new employees. They have different uh, service experiences with new employees. And as they ramp up, they also have to deal with the challenges their own people face with perhaps dealing with COVID and having family members ill or you know, having to take time off to, to really accommodate their own personal lives. So COVID has definitely created a challenge, not only with our, you know, our service provider staffing, but also even in the supply chain for parts and shipping and things like that, we have been challenged in the service sector on, on many fronts by by COVID. Yeah, and to just compound that, Tyler, the, the problem is, is when COVID hit, everybody really pulled back and retrenched on uh, what they were doing from a maintenance perspective, right? Trying to trying to pinch as, as many pennies as humanly possible to, to make sure that they were solving going forward. And as some of the, the larger retailers have seen, right, the, you know, it hasn't been so bad for the retail sector. So, you know, they've, there's been a lot of deferred maintenance um, that increases the amount of work that you need to do over, you know, a shorter period of time. And with, uh, you know, a, a decrease in the amount of technicians available or, or skill levels not being what they were prior to COVID, that's definitely a challenge to get all that work done in the right amount of time. Yeah. And then everybody's across the board has pent up demand. So, you know, our refrigeration companies are often HVAC companies as well. 
So we've gone into a hot summer, very hot summer in some parts of the country. So the resources are definitely stretched thin and the guys and the companies are working hard. So some of the other challenges, you know, we're seeing Tyler that, you know, facilities managers are facing is, you know, right now, environmentally, the, the refrigerants, you know, are, are being changed and upgraded for environmental safety and uh, all the challenges that go with that, whether it be staying current, making decisions, whether to move or stay with the generation of refrigerant that you're using in, you know, in your current setups, what's in the, and you got to balance that between what's there and what's coming in the pipeline. A lot of people are talking about CO2 systems as an example. And on the environmental side, just making sure that uh, if there are leak events, things like that, how is refrigerant being tracked and reported in, in accordance with all the environmental requirements? So, you know, reporting is definitely a really big issue with facility managers and all that additional compliance, which we really, you know, look to step in and, and help our customers uh, with that aspect of their business. I think, you know, in tandem with that, the big piece about like, you know, reporting, what do you have in your facility? What assets, you know, do you have a really good understanding of that? And based on the assets that you had, the age of those assets, you know, what kind of mix are you looking for from a preventative maintenance slash uh, reactive work mix with, with how, you're, how you're maintaining your equipment, right? You want to spend your dollars in the, in the best way possible. And sometimes as those, you know, units age, that mix changes and um, making sure that you're getting the right scope of work for what you're paying for as well. Yeah, everyone, Tyler, everyone, you know, we're seeing a kind of common trend where, you know, people are trying to, they're pushing their equipment. So like in the grocery space, everybody's really busy and they're pushing their equipment to make sure it's, you know, up and running and some of it's, you know, aging. So right now everybody's, you know, keeping an eye on COVID and other impact area of COVID is to make sure you're planning for perhaps periods of downturn in business or whatever. So there is that balance there. And I think as we're seeing facility managers are trying to do is, you know, obviously stretch their budgets to accommodate their approach. So in tough times, they may somewhat pull back from the PM programs and really run their business reactively. So some of the challenges they have is what is the right strategy to really deploy and how can you help me figure out, you know, what's my optimal spend? And let's look at, you know, a really comprehensive PM, which may capture a lot of your costs and create a steady spend line on your uh, P&L. Or do I hold, do I pull back and say, I'm hoping for a little bit of a halo effect from the PM programs and I can kind of run it on a bare bones type approach, reactive only for a two or three month window, try and get through what may be anticipated tough times. So it's a really complicated environment today for those uh, facility managers to navigate because you really are really weighing your your financial capability along with the daily mission of, I just got to make sure my freezers and refrigeration and my HVAC is running at optimal customer performance. So it seems like those are, those are complicated conversations that you have to have and you have to weigh a lot of factors. When you have those conversations, what kind of value do you help provide to your clients and how do you help kind of advise and walk them through those types of scenarios? Well, I think uh, Nick, join in with me here, but it's, it's, you know, it's, we, we bring, I'd say experience and recommendations from uh, really trusted business partners and implemented business practices. So we can go to our customers, Tyler, with, 
suggested scopes of work that may be, like I mentioned before, really comprehensive to more of a limited type basis. Mm-hmm. And we can point out the pros and cons to them. Like, here's your risks if we don't include these things. Here's what you may expect to spend. Uh, do, do you really want to include refrigeration in a full scope PM program? Or do you want to keep that broken out separately? You know, we think when you go to the marketplace, there's advantages and disadvantages to the approach and the scale and scope of PMs, as an example. So we, we really do kind of exhaustively go through all of our options with our customers. And we we're actually able to share even, you know, practical business cases with them that says, Hey, if you pull back, if you pull these levers, here's where your spend may, you know, may climb. If you use these levers, here's where you control your spend, but your PM costs may go up and what's the right balance. And we consider even, you know, we use our service provider and our subject matter experts at Vixo to not only shape those recommendations, but, also, you know, help to, you know, make the right decisions, even on service providers and trusted partners as we move forward. Yeah, Brian touched on it a little bit, but we just have like a ton of data we leverage in order to try to make the right mix or make the right recommendations. So uh, I I think one of the positives about working with Vixo is being able to tap into that when you're a customer. For sure. No, absolutely. That that, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. So tell me a little bit more about the, maybe the benefits of a proactive partnership with a facility management company. So what kinds of benefits can those provide and what can taking those proactive steps at any point kind of help prepare you for down the road or uh, what kinds of benefits can it provide in the long run? Well, I think, you know, when people talk to a Vixo or talk to Vixo, I think that, you know, right away out of the gate, you do get our experience in, you know, thousands of locations where we're doing refrigeration. And, you know, that also includes HVAC. So in really complex environments like grocery, you know, those two systems are really dependent on each other. And there's a lot of other, uh, you know, outputs for energy uh, optimization, things like that. So we bring experience in terms of having served a variety of customers uh, in grocery in retail, where they have smaller convenience store type refrigeration to really complex grocery systems. And we're able to serve our customers with that experience. So a grocery store is like a little city. So they have almost like a restaurant area, they have a retail area, and then they have their main system, refrigeration, humidity control, et cetera. And we're able to bring practices from our customer base and make recommendations. And those recommendations have been tested over time, like Nick mentioned data. So we're able to use the data really, you know, in terms of SR creation and resulting actions as a result of our decisions, we're able to measure those. And we've reported on the, on those decisions to hundreds of customers over the years. So we're able to sit down with them with that experience, our own experience and our results to make recommendations that are really solid business cases that they can use to rely on. And then I would say, finally, we deploy in-house subject matter experts and third parties to help evaluate, validate, and create uh, new strategic type solutions as our customers are you know, exploring what their options may be. So we're always learning and we're always turning around and sharing those with our customers. So, Brian, one of the things you mentioned was was data and, and technology. And I know that uh, that maybe more data and technology is making its way into this space, uh, specifically with even IoT devices and that sort of thing. What kind of guidance and advice can you provide as far as 
IoT and its its entrance into this landscape? And you know, how can you make life easier using IoT devices? But also, how can you help navigate maybe some of those complexities? So I think, and using a Vixo says you're going to go to a company that's connected to the manufacturers. So we are in various levels of discussions, you know, with our equipment manufacturers. So we kind of have a good sense of, you know, what's coming and what does it mean? So we're actually able to advise, even is this the right time to really, you know, invest in, you know, perhaps the, you know, the, the newest, latest generation of equipment. So we can make good recommendations on how does, you know, what may be the right equipment to consider if you're really looking to go the IOT route, but we're also able to say, listen, you know, we can advise on energy management systems in terms of which ones that we see widely deployed and how can we help, you know, help you with selecting the right monitoring and control systems, which, you know, they've been around for a while, but they're also able to, you know, really be deployed to optimize what's going on. So I, I guess I would say Tyler that, you know, from our experience, we are able to, we keep a good pulse on where the IoT development curve is. I think we know what, what points of the curve make sense for our customers to consider implementing. And then we're able to help them actually bring the right, you know, connections together to deploy that type of equipment. So now it's in place in their environment and it's actually, you know, reporting and updating them in their daily operations, but also it's also reporting to us when there are problems and we can use that kind of connection to try to avoid truck rolls, you know, reduce their costs. And then when we do need to roll, we, we really have a good sense of what needs to be repaired. So we're targeted and we're really in and out. So service is optimized. So and costs are controlled. So that is kind of what Vixo does to use, you know, technology to help advance the repair cycle. And I think we leverage a lot of repair data with the manufacturers as well to help them understand where, you know, where their failures might be happening, where we're seeing consistent issues across, you know, obviously a very large customer footprint with some of their equipment. Absolutely. You know, one of the things and one of the questions that I have is how do how do the needs of different facilities change when it comes to refrigeration based uh, on maybe the changing habits of shoppers during coronavirus and during COVID-19? Have more people been ordering online? And if so, does that require different refrigeration needs and different needs from different facilities, things along those lines? Is that something that, that, that Vixo can advise on and that people would be uh, maybe interested in getting more information on? Yeah. So, you know, obviously definitely everybody's not eating out the way that they used to. So I, I would think you're pretty much seeing shopping at retail locations and grocery stores is, is up over the same period last year. This is a lot more people going in and out of the store, opening up freezers and refrigerators and, and causing the systems to have to work a lot harder. What you also see in some of the, the retailers that are out there are completely separate uh, refrigeration systems that are geared towards their online business only. So tying those in or adding them into an existing rack is, is something that, you know, our, our construction wing, you know, our clients on in order to, to uh, help them spend their capital money wisely so they can capture those online sales. Um, so it's, it's really twofold, right? It's the what infrastructure do you have currently that you may want to upgrade in order to handle the, the influx of online shopping and, you know, curbside pickup and what have you. And then the other piece of it is, you know, the, the taxing nature of having to work your systems 
harder and longer than the, that they were really, you know, designed to do or they have in the past, especially as they age out. And interestingly, too, you know, we're getting new opportunities, not necessarily related to refrigeration, but also to HVAC. So we're seeing a lot of opportunities to partner with companies to bring air quality improvement type initiatives in, in HVAC. And we're also, you know, we're seeing these uh, examples. So when we're servicing refrigeration, we're likely servicing the HVAC as well on the site. So we're actually out there to help the, the retailer provide a better, safer, cleaner environment to their customers. And that, that initiative, Tyler, is really taking off. So I think it's kind of appropriate to highlight it here because, you know, it, you know I, I wonder when the day is going to come that a retailer is going to also be able to say, you know, we've done this and this to our environment to provide, you know, a, a, a much more uh, safer environment with, you know, improved air quality that's able to be, you know, demonstrated with test results and things like that. So a lot of good stuff is coming out of uh, our work with our partners mm -hmm. and uh, you know, our, our, our work effort and impact to the consumer is expanding every day. Right. Absolutely. So guys, if you had to highlight or maybe bullet point some of the, the best practices uh, to keep your refrigeration equipment running optimally during this time and to handle all the different things that's being thrown at it right now, what are some of the best practices that you would outline and some of the things that you would highlight for your clients to, to maybe keep refrigeration facilities running at, at optimal levels? Yeah, I would say, you know, preventative maintenance program is definitely at the very top of that list. You know, let's, let's fix things before they cause cascading failures and you really end up, you know, spending a lot of money that you could have gotten in front of. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a, that's a big piece of it, and especially, you know, the basic pieces of those preventative maintenance programs like filter changes and coil cleanings uh, in order to keep the efficiency of the, the units operating optimally is, is, is really huge. And then making sure that you're very close to your, either your facilities management company or your vendor community and, and understanding what their challenges are. Some of them we, we covered in this podcast, but you know, where, where you may have issues where you need backup suppliers in, in certain areas because the, you know, the company that serviced you there for 15 years may have gone through a workforce reduction with COVID. So they may not have the, the capacity when you need it. So just, just staying close to everybody out there is important too. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that's a big point, you know, stay close to your service providers, know the, know the changes or be aware of the changes that are going on. I would say continuously groom them to make sure that, you know, you're comfortable with what is in your mix. And um, I think also, I think you need to be aware of, like, take stock of your systems. So, mm -hmm. like, one of the big things we also do is we track repairs by asset. So, you know, if you don't, if you don't know that right now, you know, that's, it, there's no time like the present to start. But I think you need to know by your location what your issues are and perhaps designate those by, you know, by priority, like what is an absolute highest need to have things fixed? What are things that you can say stretch and defer a little bit because you have a great PM program or other reasons? And then perhaps what is your you know, last tier of priority, whether it be because of the age of the equipment and you're talking about replace using the capital strategy, but stay, stay close to that and make sure you're monitoring and make sure you're as proactive as you can be because you know, the last thing you want to do is have something go down and there's a six week lead time on the equipment to get it replaced. So that all has to factor into your prioritization and then just act upon it, you know, sell it to your organization 
and act upon it. It can always be revisited if your financial status changes. But I think if you have a reasonable strategy like that, you'll be able to stay proactive and ahead. And you'll be able to keep up with you know, your business volume because there are a lot of verticals that are doing very well in these tough times. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me here on this episode of Get Your Fix, a podcast from Vixo. We appreciate it very much. Thank you so much to Brian Hartnett, uh, Senior Vice President of, uh, of Service Center Operations. That's a mouthful. That's hard, that's hard for me to say. It sure is. <laughs> but also, you know, the, the harder your title is to say, maybe the, the better that it is. And then we also had Nick Crush, Director of Client Relations. Guys, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. Thanks, Tyler. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Get Your Fix, a podcast from Vixo. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. 